Well, that's embarrassing. Hi, everybody. Welcome to season two of After the Split. It's good to be back. Uh, for those of you that don't already know, this is a deep dive interview show going to the lives of speedrunners. All right, I'm going to just, yeah, clear that out real quick. Try and get my head back to being focused. Uh, you can find this podcast on any place you listen to podcasts, such as Spotify, Apple, or if you like a nice face to go with things, then YouTube. We do also have a new YouTube channel, actually, as of, like, today. So if you guys would want to drop a sub, that would be fantastic. I'm trying to separate it from the main channel just because I feel like it's is too much, too much in one place. So now it'll be easier for everybody to find the episodes for the people you love. Hi to everybody joining us, and hopefully soon we'll be on the front page of speedrun.com and out the other Gaffy Taffy with the E at the end there. But as this is, uh, you know, only the second episode we've ever done live, and it's been a little bit, it's, uh, it's definitely a little bit of a learning curve. And for those of you that don't know, the plan for today is to kind of have our conversation for about 60 to 90 minutes and then open up the floor to you guys the viewers ask any questions you want now today i'm honored to have a fellow interviewer a variety speedrunner, and somehow my first super mario 64 runner nick v so happy yeah. easter and how are you doing hello yes i'm doing great today i'm actually really excited to this, for this i've been uh, looking forward to it all week well i'm glad to hear that i mean definitely i I was kind of struggling for a little bit uh, a couple months ago just to try and balance everything. And so I'd reach out to quite a few people and I hope I didn't burn too many bridges with, hey, we'll do it soon TM. So yeah, it's tough. It can get really tough to do like, I mean, just balancing stuff in general and life and stream and everything else. <laughs> for sure. Now, I was uh, I was actually wondering, are, are you doing anything for Easter today? I hope we're not I, holding I've, you back from anything. I've like... My family's never been a big Easter family, and uh, I, like, now I live on my own, and I just kind of for completely forgot about Easter. You asked me, like, Tuesday or Wednesday, like, hey, you want to do it Sunday? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, Sunday's chill. Why not? I don't care. I, I, Sunday's usually relaxed. And then, like, Thursday night, my girlfriend's like, oh, what are we doing for Easter? I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I had a nice little breakfast this morning. I'll probably paint some eggs and eat chocolate later, but uh, nothing, nothing right now. Yeah, it, uh, it actually just kind of worked out. I I was talking to our mutual friend Logic actually just like last week, and That's he kind of inspired me. Yeah, I love the guy. <laughs> he inspired me to get back into doing things, and so I was like, yeah, you know, maybe in a few weeks, you know, I'll do another episode. Let me ask Nick because you know he's been heavily requested from people that have been on the show already. And sure enough, you're like, yeah, I can do like in the next couple days. And I'm like, oh. Okay, I guess we're doing this now. Yeah, I, I, I think it's, I'm, I'm totally a person that, like, if I don't plan it now, I'll do the same thing, like, soon, probably. Like, next week, probably. Well, we'll see. <laughs> probably, probably, maybe, just yeah. let me know next week. I'll tell you that we might do it sometime in the next month, maybe. But I, I've, like, had to stop myself from doing that. So, like, next few days, let's do it, like, now. Like, <laughs> I don't want, because <laughs> I'm just as bad at that. <laughs> Well, I'm, I mean, I'm happy with it now I can, because I feel like once you start doing something, you know, you just kind of stick with it, build a good routine. It's much easier once you get the ball rolling. That is for sure. Now, recurring thing around here, and I'm going to take a wild guess. Uh, I like to ask, how did people decide on their screen names? And it seems like, like me, you uh, didn't stray too far from originality. <laughs> 
Uh, it's actually pretty fu- so. Uh, funny story. Um, my last name's hard to pronounce, and uh, so I was actually in. I was in an ROTC in high school, which is like a military program for high schools. Mm-hmm. I I got wrapped into it because I was in a crappy class, and my best friend was <laughs> in it, and he was like, "Come join me," and I was like, "Sure, why not? Whatever." And so they would, since it's military, like the, the teacher was like a first sergeant. He would call everyone by their last names. Mm-hmm. And so my last name's really hard to pronounce. And he had just not really addressed me for the first like two or three months of class. <laughs> but like there's one day where he was like, like there's like a group of us sitting and he was just calling out, like he was like talking to us and he was like, Sanchez, Rodriguez. I went to a very Hispanic school. Sanchez, Rodriguez, Garcia. Nick V. Because <laughs> <laughs> he just did not know how to pronounce my last name. And then, um, yeah, when I was, when I was like, I, I've never had a really good screen name. So I was just like, okay, Nick V. I liked it. People liked it. Thought, thought it was cool. <laughs> it's wild to me the concept of like an ROTC class being a thing. And I'm like, I don't feel like any other country would probably do this except no. for America. No, yeah, it's kind of weird. <laughs> I. I didn't pick to be in it, but I also did it. And I'm like, man, this sucked. But it was kind of a free A. So I was like, yeah, I don't hate it, though. <laughs> Except one time I was ready to fight. I, uh, I had longer hair in high school, for sure. And like, oh, we don't want it touching your collar. I'm like, that's yeah, too bad. Yeah. I'll take whatever zero you want to give me for this one. Yeah, yeah, that's that. I always hated that. Yeah, some people in chat are re- remembering that I've had a few other names. But uh, Nick V's also really nice and short. That's also. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Four. Four letters, no numbers. That's like the ultimate Twitch username. <laughs> we gotta get this man a uh, a check mark on Twitter so that way you can lose the numbers there. That would be nice, but that's whatever. I uh, and we were actually we were talking about this before. I always run into the struggle. I almost regret it now, but so Gaffy is shocker, my last name, and so I was like, oh yeah, you know, just always because like the candy Laffy Taffy in America. I always heard, oh, Gaffy Taffy. I'm like, okay. So I made it my PlayStation 4 name way back when. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> then, you know, I, I don't really use Twitch. I'll just make it my Twitch name too. And sure enough, now I'm a couple years later, I think I'm pretty heavily invested. And I'm like, oh, well, I should have maybe, I don't know, got rid of the E in my name or something or added one to Taffy. But it just, it felt right. That's like one thing you always got to like, not everyone thinks about it. It's like you want a name that's easy to spell, easy to remember. If you're trying to market yourself, if you're trying to market mm-hmm. yourself at all. No numbers, easy to spell, easy to remember. <laughs> and that was my biggie, yeah. Like, I didn't want underscores or numbers. The 360 yeah. era is well behind us. XX, <laughs> Gaffy, XX. <laughs> but for anybody that might not already know who you are, uh, listeners of the show, what have you run in the past? Okay, so I'm most known for Mario 64. I think that's, like, the community I've spent the most time in and the most people... Who watch me watch my Mario 64 speedruns. Uh, but I've, I've I've done a ton of games. I started off with Kingdom Hearts. That was like my first speedrun I ever took seriously. Um, I've I've actually I've ran a shit ton of games. I ran a bunch of games before Kingdom Hearts, but I didn't do it for more than like a week. <laughs> just kind of feel Kingdom it Hearts. out. Yeah. Then I ran Kingdom Hearts for like six months. Then I ran Ocarina of Time for a little bit. Then I ran Mario 64 for like over about a year, a little bit over a year. Um, and that's like I think where I made like the most most people knew me from and like that kind of stuff. And then I've messed around with like some other stuff since then because I kind of got burnt out on Mario. And then now I'm somehow I'm back to Zelda. <laughs> Which I mean, it seems like all kind of in that uh, older Nintendo realm for sure. Yeah, I do. I definitely do a lot of older Nintendo stuff. 
Um, I I do like I said for GameStop Take Series, I've done Mario sixty four, Ocarina of Time, Majora's Mask. I've done a little bit of Paper Mario, uh, but I've also like just messed around with other games. Um, I've done Super Metroid. Uh, messed around a little bit with Super Mario World. I used to do Celeste. Uh, man, what else have I done? Super Mario Sunshine. Um, I love that I game. With... Both yeah, Celeste and I... Sunshine, actually. They're, yeah. <laughs> two of my goats. Uh, man, what else have I messed around with? A lot of stuff. Definitely just like, like I like to just like pick up games and randomly speed run them sometimes just for like the fun of learning and kind of. Oh, yeah. It's always fun. I did, I did a run of Final Fantasy X once. Ooh, how um, long was that? Oh, 14 hours. Oh, God. Because <laughs> I, I did it blind because I'm a genius. So I was like, well, yeah, as one does. Blind. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, that one took like 14 hours. I did a little bit of Mario Galaxy. I, uh, yeah, so... I've did you at least race it with that. anyone? Or are you just like, yeah, I can do this. This will be fine. I had friends who had run the game in my chat. That oh, was my okay. Friend. That kind of helps. Was, if you don't know, Final Fantasy X is a pretty, a pretty simple to learn speedrun. It's pretty straightforward, pretty standard. There's like a really good guide on it. And I had people in chat still don't do a like nine hour plus speed run blind though <laughs> yeah it's <laughs> probably not, not recommended how good the guide is or anything like it was way too long but i did have some helpful people in chat there we go i just wanted to flip me so i was looking at you uh sorry about that <laughs> Now, I, don't, I don't know if you usually read chat during the interviews or should i close chat because uh, it's up to you you know if you, if you feel like you can do both then no worries they're definitely I, I there get, to see you so i get too distracted from chat i'm sorry i, <laughs> <laughs> I gotta close you guys i love you guys but i'll, I'll just start talking to you guys <laughs> now you kind of brought it up so i hope you don't mind talking about it so much but you said like you live on your own oh yeah um yeah about a year ago i moved to colorado uh, i grew up in oh, california congrats. i grew up in california in like the suburbs of los angeles for my entire life um and then a lot of stuff happened all at once right around the time COVID started, which was really fun. I love when life mm -hmm. shakes up at the same time the world goes into a pandemic. <laughs> um, but about about this time last year, actually, like as of two days ago, I've been in Colorado for one year. Uh, me and my girlfriend, we wanted to move out into our own place. But if you know anything about L.A., it's incredible. Pretty expensive. expensive yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So we we knew we couldn't really like get a place in Los Angeles or even near there. Plus, we I mean, it's, I think I think it's a good thing to move away. I lived like at, oh for sure. I, moved, I, I lived like three blocks from my high school, and I was like, this sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, LA can't no. be too bad, you know. It's, I, I feel like there's enough culture there. Not always I, the best, but you know, it's culture. It's one of those things that like it's nice, but like when you've lived there your whole life, it's not that nice. Like it's like yeah, that's fair. Like, I, I understand that there's a lot of cool stuff. The city's not that far. I lived 15 minutes from the mountains, 30, 45 minutes from the beach. Like, I've literally, it was, that was like the nice part. It's like, mm -hmm. one day I went, me and my girlfriend went to the beach. We're like, this place is kind of crowded. Let's go to the mountains instead. And we just drove to the mountains instead. <laughs> I, uh, I grew up a, a Florida man. And it was only like two days after my 19th birthday. I was like, yes, I am. I'm moving away. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's it's really important for sure. You get to experience other parts of life and maybe even discover things about yourself that you didn't know. Yeah, yeah. I think I think now that I'm I'm living here on our own, it's like it's a lot different. And yeah, you definitely learn a lot of more things. And you're in a new area, and you get to start a new life, and you get to like push all the all the stuff behind mm -hmm. and, and move forward. I think it's really good. 
So your girlfriend came with you from L.A.? Yeah. That's awesome. I mean, especially to just kind of pack up and go. Yeah, we, we like to do that sometimes. We uh, actually, four years ago, I think it was about four years ago, uh, we just said, screw it, and we decided to pack up a bunch of our stuff in our car, and we drove around the country for three months. Oh, really? Yeah. Just, I uh... just in my it's a little Nissan Altima, and we drove across the entire country for three months. I was actually looking to do that because I, uh, I had just moved back from Japan, but it was peak COVID, and I was like, eh, you know what? Traveling and everything isn't super great because this is, yeah. I mean, December of 2020. So, but so, like, what kind of places did you go to? I, I'm super envious. And we went, we went everywhere. So we started in LA, and we drove up the coast all the way to Seattle, and we drove up top. A little bit in the middle because we went down to Colorado where we were to visit some friends at the time. Then we went back up all the way. We went to New York and like the East Coast. We went to Canada. We saw like Niagara Falls. We, oh, like, nice. We went to, to Maine, which was really nice because like we started in the Southwest and we ended up in the Northeast. We stayed in the Northwest for a while. Uh, then we went down to Florida. Then our car broke down. <laughs> Naturally in Florida. And we got screwed over by a mechanic. And then oh. we got our car barely over to Mississippi where it broke down again. Then we got <sighs> towed to Louisiana. Car broke down again. <laughs> really? What kind of stuff's happening? Like, I mean, I guess you're going on a long trip. Anything can happen, but. Yeah, I, I, I think there was an issue with one of our sensors. I can't remember what it was called. And then it affected our engine. And the first guy, like, kind of screwed us by not really fixing it. And then by the time. We got to the next mechanic. There was really not much to do. It was like it had already screwed our. Engine. Oh, really? Completely yeah. just screwed so it. We eventually broke down in Texas when our car just started smoking, and I was like, "All right, I think, I think that's <laughs> what you call it. I think that's when you call it when the car's smoking." So we're like in the middle of nowhere, Texas, and we're the luckiest unlucky people because like breaking down in the middle of Texas sounds awful, but it just so happens that. Triple A can tow me 100 miles. 100 miles away is Houston. And my cousin just happens to be in Houston for a concert oh, and is willing to pick us up and awesome. take us back to Austin to where they live. And I could stay with them <laughs> until I fly home. <laughs> hey, sometimes. I mean, that's just convenient. Plus, major airports for sure are nice to so, have nearby. But yeah, so we, we went mostly along the coast, like all the way up the West Coast, all the way along the North and the East Coast, a lot of it. Now, I know a big thing that I had on my itinerary was kind of to hit the national parks, like go see Glacier and Banff and stuff like that. What uh, what kind of trips did you do while in the places? Yeah, so we did, um, what's it called? Yellowstone. Oh, we nice. Did, like, we did like a lot of like, na we, you can actually buy a pass for national parks and just go to any national park you want for like a year. It's like 80 bucks. And it's great. Mm -hmm. We went to like a few of them. I can't remember all the names. I know we went to Yellowstone in, in Wyoming. Only good part of Wyoming, by the way. Do not go <laughs> yeah. to the other 99% of Wyoming. It's awful. Uh, <laughs> I, I'd probably pass. Anyone, uh, anyone viewers in Wyoming, I'm sorry. I don't feel bad. It's, it's <laughs> <terrible>. <laughs> um, Yellowstone was beautiful. I We went to like a lot of stuff in like the Northeast uh, was just gorgeous because we were going. It was like October. So, like, the leaves were just starting to change color, but there was also still a ton of green. Well, there's got to be that all... huge contrast coming from California, too. Because, I mean, that's got everything. It's beautiful. But, <laughs> you know, it's just, it's very different going to the Northeast. Yeah, no, like, going to, like, we went to a forest in Vermont, and it was just, like, 
the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. Like, it was just a deep forest. Like, if you've gone to, like, a lot of, like, national parks, a lot of them have, like, especially, you got, like, Yosemite, Yellowstone, the big ones. Like, they have, like, cities, basically. Like, they have rangers everywhere and shops and <laughs> tons of people. But we went to, like, this one forest in Vermont, and it was just, like, empty. Like, nobody. Dirt roads. We parked. Had to walk, like, a mile for our campsite. Um, everything's just super green. And we were, like, camping right there next to the lake. And it's just beautiful. Oh, yeah, and you gotta love that. Yeah, I think if if you want to do, like, nature stuff, I say the Northeast just has, especially, like, a little bit past New York, like, that, that Vermont, mm -hmm. New Hampshire, Maine area, like, it's just super green and super pretty. So is there anything that stood out, like, on the trip that you're like, yes, we are going to move to Colorado? Um, I don't think there's anything in particular about any place... It was just like, yeah, we need to move out. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hey, that's like, there's so much more country. Like, mm -hmm. it's crazy when you're traveling because, like, when you drive across the entire country, you really get a sense of how big the country is. Because, like, you know it in your head, but when you drive it, you're like, wow, I've been driving for a month. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's <going>. crazy. <laughs> um, definitely like so a nice bed and a shower, like at your own house, just kind of relax. You gotta yearn for it a little bit, but. That sense of discovery is just so so awesome at the same time. Yeah, like I said, when you when you realize how big it all is, you're like, okay, I gotta move out to other places. I can't just stay in one place my entire life. I mean, if just the U.S. is this big, I want to move to other countries too someday. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, it's it's hard to do, but it's yeah. very cool. I uh, yeah, it can be expensive and difficult. When I was coming back to the States, I I was open in this the first time in my life. I was like, I get to kind of just choose where I want to go. And I never thought it would be Ohio, for sure. And I was actually, I was looking to either move to Orlando or I have a lot of family up in Michigan. And so I was like, okay, I'll probably, you know, I'll just pick one of those. I'm doing the road trip from Florida to Michigan, which is awful. I don't recommend it, but it took, I spent like a whole week. I'm taking slow trips, stop at different people's houses throughout the way. And I stop here and I'm like, wait a minute, Cincinnati's super cool. Obviously. And so, yeah, because it's, well, the rest of the state is a, a butthole. Uh, this is like, <laughs> it's very progressive. It's got like every sport possible, good school. And so I just kind of stayed. And, and like, this is, it, it's hard to do for sure. Cause you know, you only know a couple people, whatever, but having the resources around like, oh, hey, I know I can go visit family. It's close enough, but I don't have to. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of nice. And, but yeah, it's, it's, it's not California for sure. I still, I think that's up there on my bucket list just because I was on the opposite side. But it's also, you know, it's a little overrated. It's just yeah, having beaches and mountains and everything within a few hours is cool. Yeah, it just has a lot of different stuff. Mm -hmm. but nothing's all that great. <laughs> now, uh, I have to imagine because, you know, you have to pay rent and whatnot. Are, are you employed? Yeah. Well, I, I do a few different things. So uh, for like the last like year, I've actually been doing a combination of savings, Twitch, and uh, video editing. Like freelance video editing. Oh, really? Yeah. I feel like it's got to be a competitive field to get into. Uh, get luckies. <laughs> <laughs> so, Maybe network uh, a little bit. Yeah, I got I just got lucky. <laughs> I got I have two people I edit for mainly. I'll do like freelance stuff for other people too. Mm -hmm. But the two people I edit for mainly is uh 
etchy. I don't know if you know the Pokemon. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. Um, we both did Kingdom Hearts. So I knew etchy when he had like 10 viewers and mm-hmm. I had like two viewers. <laughs> and so I just knew him when he was, you know, first starting streaming. And so now that he has like over 100 plus viewers and he's doing YouTube, I was like, hey, you want to edit? And he knows me because we're friends. And yeah, so like, for sure. And so like that was just luck. <laughs> and then because I was editing for Etchy, there's another uh, streamer, the fourth gen gamer. Um, he's another Pokemon YouTuber and streamer. And uh, he was like, hey, I need an editor. And I was like, hey, I edit for Etchy. And they know each other because they're both Pokemon speedrunners. So he knows Etchy. And then he saw my stuff. And he was like, okay, I'll hire you. Oh, like, that's cool. awesome. Yeah. It's, so that was just. It really is just... kind of putting those connections to work, too. I mean, obviously, it, it didn't start off as, oh, I'm going to leech off this person. But no, no. <laughs> More so like actually being able to take something like this hobby and kind of make it more of a profession, I guess, is Yeah. I I Yeah. I so I've I've been doing that a little bit. I actually just also got hired at like a hardware store nearby for like part time work. So I'm gonna like part time work there, do editing, streaming, stuff like that. Do you see like content creation as being something you want to pursue uh further? As like a career? It's tough. I like the hard thing about like when you do your own content is there's a lot of instability. Oh, for sure. One of the reasons I like video editing is because I still get to like kind of make content. You know, I get to edit it, mm-hmm. but I get paid no matter how many views it gets. <laughs> like <laughs> I, I don't, perk. I don't like. Obviously, I'm gonna work hard to make it the best video I possibly can, but I'm not sitting here stressing about like, oh God, am I gonna make enough this month? Is it gonna change? It's like no, I set my rate, I get paid that. <laughs> And so, like, I really like that. Like, it, it really sucks when you're making content because, you know, like I said, I spent the last year, like, kind of using Twitch money to help pay rent. And it gets really stressful because it's, like, you, like, I, I don't like asking people for money. Yeah. But I also kind of need to. And I, I don't, I'm not great at the balance of, like, okay, well, I want to run, like, a sub goal or a donation goal, but I don't really know what I want to do because I want to give something back, and I feel kind of guilty about it. And It's just, like, this, like, uncomfortable situation for me where I don't I don't like trying to stream for money because then it's... It's a weird really, dynamic for sure. Yeah, it's like, I enjoy this, but now I have to do this, and, like, I'm okay with doing it all the time, but it's, like, it's stressful. It makes it stressful, especially, like... I think if you get into to streaming like things, certain things like um, viewership and subs and stuff like that, like they'll go up and down. And when they start going down and you're like, oh, shit, that's my rent money. It gets real stressful. Mm-hmm. And then you start getting in your own head and then you start getting really frustrated. And it's like kind of a cycle I've had where like if things start going down. I start getting really stressed and that's not healthy. <laughs> I couldn't imagine it being like a livelihood thing just because i know even at my smaller level like number go up me happy number go down (laughs) i'm what did i do wrong and you kind of link your personality to analytics which is so unhealthy and the rational part of your brain's like no you know people are at work people are just doing other things but the brain is like why do i suck yeah and that's just they this person who has been watching me for six months stopped watching me today clearly they hate me <laughs> i've ruined everything yeah. um it's probably they just probably deeply hate me on a personal level uh, so, but yeah to have that be like oh your livelihood and it's just so 
it's not dependable, which is why I kind of, I wish I was better at the YouTube game for sure, because having ad money would be great, not like leeching off the people that actually support you. But I'm a garbage video editor, so kudos to you for actually being able to make something out of it, because it just takes me so long. I'm like, I'm not making this well, like it's taking me three times as long as someone, I'm sure. It's hard. It takes time. Did you just kind of beat your head like against that. it, or did you learn from somewhere? Well, I've been editing. For, well, I've been like making videos for since high school, and that was like a big thing I did was editing in high school. So I just, uh, yeah, YouTube videos and do it a lot. <laughs> That's how I learned. Yeah, <laughs> sounds about right. <laughs> uh, at this point, I've been editing for what six years. Oh wow! Okay, eight, eight years since I was like Dang, a sophomore in high school. Experience, but, like, then. off and on, like not like I haven't I haven't been doing it paid for very long. I've only been doing mm. it paid for the last like six seven months. Um, most of it was just like my own projects, and I took a long break because I edited like every day for four years when I was making my own films and doing school projects and doing all that kind of stuff. And then I was like, hey, I've done this like every day for four years. I'm tired, so I stopped. <laughs> Understandable. Like, years, and then coming back to it. As with anything, right? Like, yeah. I mean, hell, I, uh, so I started off streaming like during the pandemic and whatnot. So it was just a fun little hobby. And I was working full time on top of that. But once I kind of I left my job so I could move back to the States and just kind of start going to school full time and whatnot, it's, it's definitely slowed down because for a while I was just like, this is what I do. And I was kind of linking my whole likeliness to it. And I was trying yeah. to go live almost every day and you just burn out, you know, trying to do runs every day, trying to be entertaining every day. It's such a difficult balance mm -hmm. to find. And it's, it's tough when you look at other people who do do that. Like you watch someone else go live every day, be super entertaining and like their stream does great. And you're like, I want to be that, but you got to remember you're not them. <laughs> yeah. Right. And uh like, it's it's okay. That's okay to not be them. <laughs> I feel like you Mario runners are a different breed too. Like you kind of have to sell your soul to that game in order to get better to it. I see dudes running for hours on hours, day after day. Dude, Mario Mario's like Mario's brutal because no game will make you feel like crap <laughs> <laughs> like Mario. <laughs> so so I speed ran Mario for a year, and it took and I, in that year i think i think my highest placing run was technically 70 star at like 120th place and so i was like oh man i spent like a whole year i'm not even like top 100 i spent a month in majora's mask which is another pretty popular speed game mm -hmm. like like majora's mask is not near the size of mario but i think in the general speedrun community it's known majora's mask is a pretty popular game. yeah for sure and i mean nothing's I really the size of mario that is just the speed game you know uh, yeah, so I did Majora's Mask, and it's still pretty popular. It's still got quite a few runs, and I did Glitchless, which is a really popular category. I got, like, 30th in, like, less than a month. Oh, really? I was like, oh, I'm not shit. It's just there's <laughs> a lot of people playing Mario. Yeah, definitely. It's so there's competitive. a lot of people. <laughs> um, And so <laughs> when you're comparing against, like, over like 2000 runs like the seven like, the, like most of the like 16 star leaderboard has like over 16 star emulator leaderboard has like over 2000 runs submitted oh yeah <laughs> and so when you're comparing against that many people it gets in your head but yeah you gotta you gotta really grind hard to get that game to get like anywhere in that game in like the grand scheme of the community 
it's definitely cool, I think, that they have the emulator leaderboard because it just kind of opens the accessibility to everybody. Yeah, I think every, so. I think every game, at least every retro game that has like an easily accessible leaderboard should have a way to run on emulator. Mm-hmm. Um, whether you do it like Mario, where you have a separate leaderboard or like I think Sunshine allows emulator up to a certain point, like under like 140 or 135, you can do like if as long as you don't pass that, you go you can do emulator. I know Ocarina of Time does it 10% of the world record. So as long as you're farther than 10% of the world record, emulator is accepted. Oh, really? Oh, I think yeah. I've seen that in like, was it Luigi's Mansion? Maybe. Maybe. I think that's great. I think you should always allow emulator in mm-hmm. some capacity, just because, especially these older games, like if you want to run and stream Mario, like you need an N64, you need a good controller, you need some type of upscaler or HDMI or... I guess you can do just CRT stuff or a bunch of stuff to do recording with like old. I was gonna say, cable. so I, I I take it you're not CRT gang. I used to be, not anymore. Oh, there's just something that feels so right about it to me, which I haven't and, used like a a retro tank yet. So maybe I, I'm just not converted. But no, I get it. I get the CRT. I, I used to be CRT gang, but it stopped working perfectly. Ah, uh, yeah, <laughs> like, that'll do my it. My TV wouldn't turn on all the time. It was really big and heavy and. I couldn't I, uh, see the colors correctly. I'm kind of glad. I actually, I've just gotten lucky, I suppose. So as an adult, I, I was always looking for CRTs because I love to play Melee. Yeah. So you need one, right? And people are kind of moving towards monitors a little bit, but it's not quite the same. And purists are like, no, no, we need CRT Melee. <laughs> but people, because they're older now, are just getting rid of them. So like... Yeah. The one I have here, I actually just found on Facebook Marketplace. So like, yeah, just come take it. And I'm like, yes, sweet. <laughs> I will do that. The other Please one I found, like, buried under a pound of dust. It, it was just in some work closet. And I was like, wow. can I have this? Like, yeah, <laughs> why would you want it? And I'm like, yeah, you know, it is a reasons and stuff. <laughs> Don't tell them I'm playing mail. <laughs> I promise I shower. <laughs> I play the other end. Do you play it all? Uh, yeah, Melee was, like, my first, like, big competitive game. Oh. I uh, I started playing back in, like, 2014. Who's your main? Marth. Hmm. I'm one of those. <laughs> respectable, respectable. You know, most people grow up, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just a hater. Why? I've been chain-grabbed and hurt too many times. Why learn the game when I can see stick Oh, true. <laughs> no, I like to play, I like to play Marth or Falco. I don't really play competitively anymore. Like, I'm not trying. I, I'll play with people. I love playing. Yeah, with yeah. Melee, but I'm not, like, grinding. It's, uh, so. it's definitely way healthier not to. It, again, it's one of those crackhead games like Mario where you kind of have to just dedicate so much time to even be remotely good. Yeah. And I wish I was, but I'm just like, I feel like ugh, it's so hard. I- I'm, at the, I'm at a nice level where, like, I'm pretty good. I'm not better than people who are actually good. Like, if you're mm-hmm. actually good at melee, you're better than me. But, like, I'm pretty good. <laughs> that's, yeah, I think that's probably about the same. <laughs> I'll go two and two at a local, but I'll mess up all my friends. Ayo. Yeah, yeah. Do you watch Genesis at all? I know that's going on this weekend. Oh, shit. I was going on. I didn't. Hey, <laughs> yeah, it's all right. Top, eight eight top eight's tonight. Yeah. Yeah, I'll probably watch that tonight. That's been really cool just because, I I mean, I think most people are kind of doc kids. So you see yeah, the storylines and then you feel invested into it. And so 
things going out like yesterday. I mean, for example, Hbox and Mango played again for the first time in years. I think at like a real oh, major. Really? Mm-hmm. Happened. I didn't see. Uh, it wasn't good if you're a fan of the goat. He gave up. He completely gave up. He's on losers like super early on. Actually, to somebody in Colorado, he lost to somebody named uh, Fizzwiggle. That's the mango. That's the mango. <laughs> that lose, lo- losing to some random player, then giving up to Hbox. That's the mm-hmm. mango. <laughs> it was like the last one for the day. So to be out at ninth, I'm like, oh, oh, that I mean, hurts. I- I've been watching since 2013, 2014, so like I've seen this. We're like used to it, yeah. <laughs> oh, Ma- Mango got lost to some random person. Yeah, that happens sometimes. <laughs> but I, I, I'm excited. I, Zane's, I, I've never been the biggest Mango fan. I know it's like heresy in the melee community. No, I mean I it, like it's Mango, totally. But everybody likes who they like. You I can like, like them all. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not the. I'm not a big goat fan. I'm. I, I'm mm-hmm. rooting for Zane. I want to see Zane. Yeah, guys, cracked for sure. I think it's not an easy win for him, but it, the bracket looks pretty good for him to win. I mean, Cody beat him at a summit, so we'll true, see. True, true. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm excited to see that too. Now, if, if they end up playing, kind of jumping back to. Yeah, just, sorry, we got uh, on melee. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can go all day about it, so I, I have to catch myself and like, all right, I need a transition here, otherwise I'm gonna go on about. I'm not gonna do it now. Hey, two, two random scrubs who haven't played Melee in four years talk about Melee the podcast. Yeah, I'd start that. Hold up. We got an idea. <laughs> I like to look up guests a little bit, and I think uh, speedrun.com profiles kind of give a, a little indicator onto what people have done. And yours very much stood out to me, so I don't know if you've seen it in a little while, but... Uh, oh, oh, wow. There happens to be, and for audio listeners... Uh, a tiled wallpaper of a lot of uh, Among Us men shaking their 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 butt, otherwise known as the sussy <laughs> emote. I, I fr- so how'd you design this masterpiece? This is such great timing. So, <laughs> like a week ago, I I literally just changed it like a week ago. Where <laughs> where me, me and my friends were all just hanging out in a voice chat and we we're just talking about it, and one of our friends was like. We, we were talking about, I said, you know, the, when you are playing a random speed game and you look up world record and it's a silent, no webcam gameplay with anime waifu splits, you know, that's <laughs> it's good. Like, you know, that's a good run. Hey, I've seen that runner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that's a good run right there. <laughs> and, and then we, we like, we were talking about someone had like a bunch of anime waifus in their background for speedrun.com. And we are like, wait, you could change the background on speedrun.com. Oh yeah. <laughs> so, then, so then it just. It just devolved from there. Once we, once me and my friend group found out we can, we just kind of started going wild. I love and it. Actually, my account ended up at uh, sussy tiled <laughs> over the entire thing. Uh, <laughs> I I love it. What uh, what your friends wind up putting? Anything equally as good? Uh, yeah, Jaquarium. I think has him doing a Fortnite dance tiled in the oh, background. Oh yes, <laughs> a little orange justice for the fans. <laughs> so yeah that was, that was pretty fun <laughs> yeah that was him it's his like one of his emotes where he's like smiling at the camera it's really creepy but fun <laughs> i'm thinking i might have to change i've got gaffy w which you know just the zoomed in face i might have to tile yeah. that yeah tiling it is so mm-hmm. much better it just comes off so great <laughs> now gdq is coming up did you have to apply ah 
Uh, so I was so I I have not ever been to a GDQ. I started speed running towards the end of 2019, but I didn't really get enough friends or really like get into it enough to go to a GDQ 2020. Mm-hmm. And the pandemic. But who would have known that's the last in person one? Yeah. Yeah, who could have known? I would have definitely tried to make it. Um, I was really looking forward to GDQ for SGDQ. I was like, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. I have to go. And I started talking to all my friends, and all of them were like. Eh, maybe next time really okay yeah so i don't know many people who are going so i'm like uh do i want to like take the time off work buy the plane ticket get the hotel room and not know like like not have like like all my close friends going so i don't know yeah gdq unfortunately i uh i don't know why i've just heard so many good stories about people that have gone and maybe because i was a baby to the scene I only just started during COVID. And I'm like, oh, the first in person? I bet it's going to be crazy. I'm like, I, I have to go. But I think we'll kind of see. It does depend on, well, if I get a run or if anybody I know gets a run. Because, yeah, it is. I mean, it's a big commitment. Plus, nobody's really dying to dry or fly to Minneapolis, you know? Yeah. I, I really wanted to go. But like I said, like, it's kind of t- like, obviously, I, I'm sure if I still went, I'd see people I knew and probably have a good time. But mm-hmm. it's like. It's harder to plan when you don't have a lot of close friends, like split hotel rooms. Yeah, it's not the boys. Like, yeah, like uh, splitting like Uber, splitting hotel rooms, like people you know you can kind of like hang out with and stuff like that. Like, it's a little tougher. Do you see yourself ever going to like a, an ESA or a GDQ I something to go to like ESA, that? But then COVID spiked, and I got scared that I was going to go to Sweden and get stuck there. Oh, that would be awful. Plus, and, having to pay to then, stay in Sweden. <laughs> Yeah, that was like my big thing. I'm like, okay, I'm not gonna be able to do work, and I'm gonna have to pay for a hotel room, and I'm gonna have COVID. Like, that would that would be awful. So then I didn't go to ESA. All my friends went to ESA. Everything was fine. No one got COVID. I'm just like, <laughs> I was sitting at home just looking at Twitter. I'm like, I'm so sad. I see like Lexi and Logic and Deo. Everybody just hanging out, having a good time. I'm like, I want to be with my friends. I've just I've just had the worst luck trying to plan for for events. So. <laughs> I would love to go eventually, but I I don't want to get stuck anywhere because of COVID. That's like my big fear. Yeah. If I, if I go internationally, is getting stuck and being quarantined. Um, I love events. I'm very extroverted. I love talking to people. I love hanging out with people in person. Just it's just with COVID, it's just been really tough. Yeah, no doubt. And I I try to be cautious. I try to err on the side of caution with COVID. I I try to take it seriously. I mean, it's definitely a serious thing. So. It's kind of nice that it looks like things are dying down, getting somewhat back to normalcy. But yeah, there's I, still I, a little bit of caution. My plan is uh, no more winter trips. I, after ESA, I'm like, I'm not planning anything for winter. I think just, I'm, I'm convinced COVID's going to spike a lot in the winters. Not planning <laughs> any more winter trips. <laughs> in general, I do have to say, I like not getting sick. Like, everybody mask up, being away from each other. Just because I'm a baby. Like, I get minor <laughs> nausea. I'm like, I'm going to die. Nobody talk to me. Well, I, I got COVID at the beginning of last year. Ooh, the full, no, like, no senses, stuff like that? No, I, I, might, I didn't have any many problems with my senses, except for everything tasted salty. Like, oh. everything was salty. No idea why. Free seasoning. Let's go. It was weird with, like, I'm drinking coffee, and I'm like... Oh, no, why, maybe why don't like that. Why is coffee salty? <laughs> um, but it was... Uh, for me, it was mostly, like, it was just, like, a really bad flu. Like, I had a fever, coughing, felt awful, exhausted... Um, I did get a good PV though. That was cool. Hey, the code <laughs> PV. Yeah. 
<laughs> but yeah, COVID sucks. Don't get it. Don't get it. <laughs> Zero out of ten. I I don't know. I either got something about the time when it started up. This like March twenty twenty. I did a trip to Tokyo and I came back and I just had all this upper respiratory problems. I was coughing all night. Like is is miserable, but. It was like the start of everything, so they didn't declare it COVID, but I didn't also didn't get tested because there weren't tests around yet. Yeah, like, yeah that was I think I did. I don't know. It was a weird time. Mm-hmm. It's funny. Was, I do I remember was... like February. Everybody's joking, like, "Oh, they got Corona." I drink Corona, <laughs> <laughs> and so then for it to watch... actually be a real thing was something. I was watching some YouTube video, and it was like saying something like, "Oh yeah, I'm going on a trip, but things are kind of weird right now in March." But we'll see. I was like, oh my gosh. They didn't know. <laughs> they didn't know. <laughs> oh. uh, have you ever done an online marathon? Or is that something that's ever interested you? Yeah. So uh, I don't know if anyone's heard of Velocity Online. Uh, it's a, r- a marathon ran by a good friend of mine, Thar. And he and a, a few other people. Um, I've actually helped him out with a bit of it. Uh, I've helped him out with some of like... I don't make the layouts but I make the layouts fit the games he wants. Oh, okay, yeah. And uh, I've done, like, helping with, like, the game selection, and I've done a few runs for that marathon. Is it, uh, I mean, did you enjoy the whole process? Yeah, yeah, I think I think marathons are super fun. I, I've really wanted to put one on myself, but it's a lot of work. And oh, for sure. Uh, uh, I think, I mean, first of all, obviously, it goes to a great cause, charity. Um, I, I think... I just like planning events, like just just the whole process of like you talk to people, you plan things, you have a project in mind, you have a vision of what you want it to be, then you work hard to make it as good as you can, and then at the end of it, you have like this cool product. I love that whole process. That's what got me into film and why I started editing and why I ended up started doing like internet content and stuff like that. It's that whole process of like I have a vision and an idea, and I'm gonna work with people and plan things and figure things out to make it come together. It's just super fun. I think that's uh that's really neat for sure. I'm not a very creative person, so this I do think like even some like this, it kind of gives me an artistic outlet for yeah something I didn't know I was even interested in. If yeah. that makes any sense. Yeah, it's it's super fun. Uh, I had experienced a lot of that when I I ran my own tournament, and that was like a really fun oh really experience of like that kind of stuff of trying to get everything together and trying to put it together, and I I think it came out really well. It's always uh, my fear, like, I always thought it seems like something very cool, but man, trying to organize a bunch of gamers is a little rough. I got super lucky. Oh, yeah? Like, like, in my experience, one tournament being my experience, (laughs) like, if you're, if you take charge, it's not too bad. Like, if, what I did was, like, I would put everyone in a a Discord, like, uh, channel and be like, all right let's do Tuesday. Does Tuesday work for you guys at this time? And mm-hmm. then I'll say yes or no. And then if someone says no, it's like, okay, then when's the next time? Like we, like, like you have to like really take charge. And then honestly, everything else kind of lined up. So like, I would go in like Wednesday at four 30. How does that work? And then they would be, so if one person said no about, okay, Thursday, four 30. And then they'd be like, yes. And then it works. <laughs> I feel like I vaguely remember this. Maybe was this like a 70 star race tournament or mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. awesome. How, I guess, how did it go out? Did you compete in it as well? Oh, no, I did not compete in it. I did not want to deal with, like, planning it and organizing it and commentating it and competing in it. Plus, I would have gotten destroyed. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the The tournament ended up actually great. It actually turned out really great. I had a lot of positive reception. People said it went out really well. Um, overall, everything went 
fairly smooth. I, I think it had some really great races. It was a great experience overall. This would be almost my concern, I guess, with a community as large as Mario. Do you feel like you still kind of get that sense of community and develop those friendships and rivalries as you would yeah. with maybe a smaller game? Yeah, it's it's harder to break into the larger Mario community. But there are smaller sections of it, you know? So yeah, like, yeah. It's it's a weird thing because because like being just known as a Mario runner, like it it's there's less of that overall community, and it's typically like the better runners get like this overall Mario community sense. Yeah, um, yeah. But you'll find a smaller community. Like like there are sections, you know, that this friend group, this friend group, this friend group, and you'll find these people like like my closest friends are like you know people i've known for a while jaquarium chip groove beave genix um cali uh green suiji like we all have like a friend group where we hang out and vc and talk shit and have fun and stuff like that <laughs> and i guess uh just something like that I, I at least from what i've seen it just has required so much practice that it kind of it allows everybody to group around like okay let's do this together yeah, yeah, we'll always, we'll practice and stuff, we'll help out each other and stuff, um, and it's not like you have to be a certain skill, like, like, you, like, as long as you, like, meet people and you're cool with them, you'll probably fit in a group, even if you're not the best player in the world and don't grind super hard, like, you don't have to do that to get a, like, to meet people, um, and, and then, yeah, like, we always, like, hang out, we share advice, share tips, strats, hey, like, look at this thing I'm trusting out, hey, how do you do this, you know, it's really helpful, like, anytime, especially because I got lucky and a lot of my friend groups ended up getting really good at the game, you know, like, I met... That does help, yeah. Like, Chip, I met Chip, he had, like, a 50 or something like that in 70 star and, like, a 150 something in, in 120, you know, and now he's, like top 20 in both categories and like making huge moves and stuff like that so i'm like yeah chip help me out (laughs) (laughs) i need to because it's definitely it's easier to say that like oh hey can you help me versus actually taking that help because for some reason i think everybody's a little bit defensive of your run even if you're like you can say this is bad but when someone else says this is bad there's that little defense mechanism i think I think that's I think that's a community thing. That is I to me I cuz I noticed that a lot when I ran Kingdom Hearts. Kingdom Hearts people do not like asking for help and it really pissed me off. Pissed me off cuz people would be like I'm struggling with this and I'm like cuz I knew again I guess with Kingdom Hearts I got lucky and I ended up get falling in with Logic and like people like Logic and Sid who are insanely talented runners. Yeah, and definitely. I would talk to them and like like Logic the greatest Kingdom Hearts 2 runner. Uh like just easily and he'll well, he like, cheats yeah. i, I oh, saw yeah, his new gummy cheat. yeah he's cheating he, does cheat. he is a cheater uh he'll he'll admit it if you ask logic do you cheat <laughs> but he's told me many times like i'll help out any runner who comes and asks me but no one asks me and then i'll talk to someone they're like i'm struggling with this and i'm like logic knows how to do it ask him and they're like no 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 <laughs> and i've seen that in so many i've seen that all, like around just ask people for help please like the mario community i think is actually in my experience is pretty good at asking for help just ask people for help it's not a big deal now this is of course the 100 percent truth what you say here what is the best uh 64 category 120 star oh yeah, yeah easily i feel like, like people hard. love 70 well they're wrong 
<laughs> I, I like 120 star. I'm a big completion kind of guy. I like longer categories and I like categories that do everything. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm uh, I definitely I like the about an hour range. It gives you enough time that you can maybe mess up just a little bit. But then it's also like, OK, when it dies 75 percent of the way in, you don't want to, you know, cry. I've been running Ocarina Time Hundo, so. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a good long one. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, I like longer categories. I like categories that do more. I like collecting things. I don't know, there's something like monkey brain in me. That's oh, like, for sure. Shiny object. Mm -hmm. oh, I collected all the shiny objects. I feel great. <laughs> now, I'm, I mostly got started on like the the PlayStation era games. So like Spyro, it, there is something wrong about not getting like all the gems and stuff <laughs> like that. And I can agree with that. It feels great to collect everything. Have you uh have you ever looked at doing BK? <laughs> yeah. So I uh So I was tired of Mario and I was like, okay, let me mess around with a few other games. So I loaded up Banjo Kazooie and started learning Mumbo's Mountain. <laughs> and I was like, I'm not kind of feeling all this. Maybe I'm like maybe I'm just burnt out on speedrunning. Maybe I just need to take a break. And so I was like, let me load up Ocarina of Time. And I was like, oh, no, it's I don't like Banjo. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> it's it's I, a fun game. I like watching runs. Shout outs to like Gage. I love watching. Gage we love Gage. Like yeah, everyone loves Gage. Um, and uh, but like, I, I played the game. And I'm like, mm -hmm. uh, especially playing like, play Mario is like Mario so fast paced. And so like. The movement is so. It's fast paced. It's just fast paced. Yeah. Like Banjo is a much slower game. I don't think that's like a controversial statement. Um, so going from Mario to Banjo, I'm just kind of like. Mm. <laughs> it's weird how it's slower, and I would say less technical, but it's still so hard. The thing is, I think that's actually a great example. Is like I, I I don't like when people like try to compare the difficulties of speedruns. Yeah, yeah, for easier, sure. The easier a speedrun is, the more consistent you're expected to be. Like, if you look at Banjo Runners, they're playing closer to their sum of best than Mario Runners. And they're allowed, like, there are a lot of bigger mistakes that, like, cost way more time that just kill their runs. Like, most Mario Runners are not playing. Like, even in 70 Star, you, most runners are not playing within a minute of their sum of best. And in 120, most runners are not even playing within three to four minutes of their sum of best. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, because like, it's just hard. And so you make mistakes. But Banjo, like, since it's a little bit less execution heavy you're not allowed to make as many mistakes and you're playing closer to your sum of best so it's it's difficult in a different way even if it's not as execution actions per minute you know mm -hmm. but it's still like oh if you mess up your run's dead <laughs> i tried a little bit i actually i started speed running because one of my real life friends started doing banjo and so i kind of got introduced through that and man Oh, I tried to run it myself, and what a painful experience. I'm like, I'm just not good at this. So exactly. you get stuck, and it's just like, okay, you know what? Maybe this isn't for me. Yeah, yeah. Not every game's for everybody. But I am curious. So Kingdom Hearts is obviously, it's a, it's a bit of a bigger game, but definitely not the size of a Mario. So what was that transition like, you know, as a streamer, as a runner? Um, well, I transitioned from Kingdom Hearts. I played Ocarina of Time for like two months and then I played Mario. <laughs> oh. Is it um, weird? I guess like people tend to follow, I suppose. 
Yeah, so no. <laughs> <laughs> uh specifically going from kingdom hearts to ocarina of time was i i think the reason i stopped playing ocarina of time was because it was a little bit painful <laughs> because going from kingdom hearts to ocarina it's such a large jump like you're going from uh oh like a, a early 2000s and mid 2000s ps2 game to like a 90s n64 zelda nintendo game yeah, the so, controls like, are definitely not as uh, generous. Well, I was I, I, like, like as a streamer, like my community was like, I've never played this game. I don't know what's happening. I don't care. Oh, you didn't and, play it before that? Um, Ocarina of Time, I mean? Well, I played it, but my, my, like, like the people who watched oh, me. Oh, oh, play it on. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so the people who watched me didn't play it. Um, I, As far as like. I mean, I've played a million, I've played a ton of speedrun games and I've been gaming since I was a little kid. So stuff like controls and different feels for the speedruns, that never bothered me. It's never been hard for me to transition to a different run, really. Um, but like I said, as, as, part of, like, as far as a streamer, when I first transitioned, a lot of people were like, when is Kingdom Hearts? I wish you were playing Kingdom Hearts. Oh, it's Ocarina of Time again. Oh, cool, you're playing Zelda. I don't understand what's going on when are you playing kingdom hearts again <laughs> and so like it was a lot of like uh, and that kind of like dampened my mood for a bit and it, like my viewers dropped and like people were not active in chat and like it was kind of rough um i find mario is a lot mario's a lot easier because it's mario everyone knows mario yeah mario's really easy to understand um like like if you've never played mario before you go oh he's jumping fast cool like you don't need to understand <laughs> like yeah. oh like oh like kingdom hearts you have like stats and abilities and strats and ocarina of time you have like glitches and he's a he's like he's getting bottle on like i always talked about it like like in ocarina of time like oh okay here i'm you know dropping bugs and hitting a bomb chew so that on the third frame of the shielding i pull out b so that the game thinks i press b is my last button so i can get a bottle on my b button and that affects what's on my c right to enter the game's memory and that's how i get more bomb chews and people are like what yeah and that's gonna be I'm a minor Mario. detail that means a lot to you but to anyone else like it it doesn't add to the spectator experience i agree yeah but then i'm playing mario and i'm like here i jump fast and people are like cool you're jumping fast <laughs> 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 so mario's like really like transitioning to mario is a lot easier because people just they're on board it's mario he jumps that's really all they need to know. There's a lot. Like, not that there isn't a ton of small intricacies in Mario 64. There's a ton if you get into it. But as a viewer and as, like, a streamer, it's a lot easier to get into. And people were a lot more on board with Mario. Now, I, I also, I'm no stranger to switching up. I, every now and then, I'm just like, okay, it's time for a new game. And right now, I'm actually struggling to find anything. It's like this really entices me. It's something I'm interested in. So what made you, because I have to imagine it's difficult. It's a large part of your channel. What made you push to doing the Zelda games again after Mario? I just kind of wanted to. <laughs> hey, that's fair enough. I, mean, it, it, I just I just like Ocarina of Time. Ocarina of Time has been like one of the speedruns I've watched for the longest. It's one of the runs that got me into speedrunning. I've always thought it's one of the coolest runs, and I've always been a run I've really, really wanted. I, I still watch a ton of Ocarina of Time. It's just a game I've always really, really, really loved and really loved watching speedruns and really always wanted to do runs. Um, 
So it's like, uh, especially like recently, like I kind of took a break from streaming and I was like, because I was kind of getting this like, it's hard sometimes to decide on the game because there's so many factors like what I want to play, what do people want to watch? How much do I care what they want to watch? Yeah, <laughs> like, for sure. But like, there's like a mixture because you can't just say like, oh, I'm going to play what I want to play because you don't always know what you want to play and you don't know what you want to grind for a while. And also streaming to a dead chat isn't the it takes away fun. from the experience after you've already had it for a while I, I, like that's one thing like some people don't understand they're like oh just play whatever you want like don't care about chat i'm like okay but that chat's the reason i stream mm -hmm. <laughs> so if no one's watching me play i could i'd rather just play in my underwear on my couch then <laughs> <laughs> right yeah you know and then why why stream why even try to be entertaining i'd rather just like zonk out with some soda on the couch um but I did take a break from streaming, and I caught myself. I just want to play Ocarina of Time. And I was just playing Ocarina of Time off stream by myself on my couch. And that's when I was like, okay, oh, I'm enjoying that's this. that's sick. Because, yeah, if you know you have that joy anyway from just playing it. Yeah. I, I mean, I've definitely found this for myself. I don't know if you feel the same. But after a certain point, I think I kind of changed from, oh, I'm a speedrunner to I'm a streamer that speedruns. <sighs> at least that's what i found intrinsic joy it's, in you it's, know it's, for me it's always been a battle it's always yeah. been a battle um there are some days where i'm like all right i just want to grind every day all day stream i got a speed run i'm speed running now like i don't care about stream and mm -hmm. then like next week i'm like maybe i'll take a break off the speed running i want to yeah. be a streamer more and talk more to chat and like fix up my layout and fix my my and then like it, it's really hard to find that balance, which is something I do want to talk about on stream soon. Another topic I want to talk about on my stream soon. Oh, yeah, <laughs> uh, for sure. Finding that balance between speedrun and streamer. I think it's really difficult. And yeah, at the end of the day, you have to find out what you want more. Mm -hmm. I, think, I think there is a bit of a... I don't know if everyone's felt this. I felt a bit of a negative connotation for streamers who speedrun like in the speedrun community oh yeah not necessarily that like they're bad people or that they suck but like there's a little bit less respect i feel it's like you don't take it as seriously as someone and, maybe and, and pushing for a top time the, the thing is like sometimes they're still really really good mm -hmm. runners like I'll, I'll see someone get really good times but i feel like there's a little bit less respect just because they focus more on the stream than their speedrun even if they are a really good speedrunner too but just because they're streamer i feel like there's like a little bit less respect which upsets me but i think i've seen that especially with like the the very big streamers and 16 star is very well known for that you know you see the Miz kiffs and stuff like that come in it's like oh well he's not a real speed runner and like well, he's got a better pb than me he's, he's got a decent time yeah i mean he's not bad um yeah yeah i definitely think there's like a lot of like a little bit less uh of respect sometimes there and i think that could kind of push people away from it because they're like oh if i focus on my stream people are gonna think i'm dumb or something or, yeah mm -hmm. just do whatever you want <laughs> I, I found myself especially when i was kind of taking a little break from streaming and stuff i did a couple runs offline and it almost reinvigorates that like i did start this because i actually enjoy the run i like the improving yep. myself that sort of thing mm -hmm. but it's easy to get lost in that uh as we were talking about already i mean obviously the the mental confliction yeah for sure it's it's definitely difficult and i mean like recently i've kind of like taken a little bit of a, a step back from the speed running i am trying to focus a little bit more on my stream and kind of shifting my content a little bit from speed running specifically 
some uh, good friend of the show, CJ, it's all good. He's one of the guys at Speed Docs. He told me something that kind of stood out is that he's more speedrun adjacent, which mm-hmm. I find interesting compared to a lot of active runners like Logic who are going out and just destroying everything, right? So where do you see yourself in relation to speedrunning right now? Right now, I think I think I like the idea of more of a speed a speedrunning adjacent. Like I still want to speedrun, mm-hmm. but I don't think I want to be top runner number one in the world, grinding every day, day in, day out. I think I like the idea of more making speedrun content because i like speedrunning and i enjoy it but i'm i'm just not the i don't i don't enjoy grinding every day yeah enjoy you know losing runs and then starting up another (laughs) one and i i don't enjoy all of it not not to the degree you need to enjoy it to be a world record yeah for sure is like you can't like speedrunning if you're trying to get a top time in a game like mario or zelda like, you can't be like, oh, speedrunning's kind of cool. I guess I'll just get 120 world record. Like, no. <laughs> you have to be like, deep this... into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so I think, I think I'd rather, like, be more speedrun content creating. Which I, I think, honestly, is probably a much easier on your psyche. Yeah. <laughs> At least for me. I mean, I can't speak for everybody, of course. But I see, like, the, the efforts of top level. And I'm like, I don't know if I have that in me. It's hard. It's hard. And um, I I think it's it's very it's it's there's a lot to it there's a lot to it and I feel like I uh, I think competing just takes a lot out of you. Now, kind of on a, a similar note to this conversation, you recently started up doing an interview show. What's uh for anybody that doesn't know yet, what is that all about? So yeah, this this transitions perfectly. Um. So I've been taking a bit of a break from speedrunning, and I've been trying to focus more on my mental health, and I've been getting a lot more into um, ways to take care of yourself, meditation, uh, self-reflection, different strategies and stuff like that. And I think it's really really interesting, and it's very helpful, and I think speedrunners... I think mental health and like competitive mindset kind of go hand in hand. Like you said, it can be very damaging on your psyche to be trying to speed run. Um, I think a lot of people lose themselves in the speed runs. They've tied their self value to it or they get like upset or like, there's like a lot there. And I think we talk about mental health in the speed run community, but not, we don't, I think often it's kind of like a, Oh yeah, you gotta watch out for that. Or like, Oh yeah, take care <laughs> of yourself, you know, or, or like, it's like in passing during runs, like, Oh yeah, I was like going through a tough time and then I took a break. Um, but I don't think there's really anything like diving deep into these topics and like really trying to understand how do we fall in these pitfalls? How do we deal with these? And like, how do you get yourself out? Um, really like understanding, um, like, I feel like a, a common thing I see is like, you're stupid if you do these kinds of things. Like I've heard people say like, oh, if you tie yourself if you have self-value in your game, you're an idiot. And like, I don't think that's true. It's not a good mm-hmm. thing. I don't think it's a good thing to do, but you're not an idiot for doing it. <laughs> it's it's difficult. There's a lot here and mental health is really complex and really difficult. And not everybody understands why they're doing these things or how to get out of them or how to stop them or what's healthy and what's not. It's difficult. Cause like how much of yourself do you put into the game? I want to be 120 world record holder. You've got to put some of yourself into the game. Where do you draw that line? Um, so I, I really wanted to do uh my my idea was like i wanted to really do something where i dive deep on some of these topics really get to like some of the issues and how do people deal with them so i started interviewing 
Uh, I've only done two interviews so far, but I can I plan to do more. I listen um, to I, both. They're <laughs> terrific, by the way. I love that you're opening the door to this kind of conversation. Yeah, thank thank you. Uh, I interviewed two very very talented Mario runners and two really good friends of mine, Chip Groove and Callie. The first one was mostly focused on comparing yourself to others because people say don't compare yourself to others, but like one, that's impossible. You're not gonna just not compare yourself to others. Like mm -hmm. like our brains aren't wired like that. And just like I feel like telling someone, oh, like if you're like, oh, I'm sad because I'm like comparing myself to others and it's tough. And if you tell them, oh, well then don't do that. Just don't like, forehead. Oh. Yeah, it's, it's like that. It's like, oh, have you tried going faster, forehead? Oh, try <laughs> not being depressed, forehead. Oh, try not comparing yourself to others. And like, you got to do it a little bit if you're trying to improve in a speed game. You got to look like, okay, this person is getting better times than me. Why? You know? And you got to figure out something. So and, I, we, we did like, oh, sorry. Oh, I was just going to say so much in the scene is quantitative that it's almost impossible not to, right? Like you're, you're viewership, rankings, everything just has a number associated with it. Yeah, so so we we talked a bit about what parts you should compare, what parts you shouldn't, what happens when someone is outdoing you, outplaying you, what do you do like and like so I really wanted to dive into that topic and then I went again with Callie with what a little bit more broad of like a motivation, how do you maintain motivation because again just be motivated or just take breaks or mm -hmm. we tend to oversimplify some of these things. So, yeah, I really want to like dive into specific topics affecting both mental health like one thing I've been saying a lot, and I think I want to be like the slogan of the, the, the interviews is like fulfilled individuals make fierce competitors. I think the Oof, more healthy like you that. are, yeah, the more fulfilled you are, the healthier you are, the more confident you are, the better you're going to compete and you have to take care of it too. Um, and I think, I think, you know, talk about these topics and understanding why we fall into these traps and um, all that kind of stuff. I really want to like dig deeper into it. And I think one of the best ways is to have, lots of different perspectives like i could tell you my perspective but my perspective is only worth one perspective <laughs> you know i think i have good ideas but it's just one person so i've been trying to have a bunch of different people and a bunch of different streamers talk about their perspectives too because i think everyone has a little piece to add to it and that's i mean that's kind of why i started this even i i love to hear the different perspectives and everybody's just sort of intrinsic value and motivations and because everybody's different ultimately we're just kind of a combination of our our experiences so yeah to see everyone's different experience it it excites me i guess is the best way to put yeah. it i'm very excited i'm excited I, I i think of it almost like a. I try to think of it from educational you know like when i go into these mm -hmm. interviews i'm thinking of it as like i'm gonna learn like i usually tell these people like i'm interviewing i'm like i want to I, I i'm the interviewer but i want you to teach me and i want you to teach the audience i'm hoping people come to learn something like not just uh like like actually get like what's the word <laughs> like the, the, the educational you know like mm -hmm. okay I, I learned something from here and like my my idea is to go in going like how do i ask you the right questions to get what you want to say out there to the world to these people so that they can learn something and take something away from this interview and really hopefully like come out understanding a little bit more about themselves especially because like like I, I focus on speedrunning because i'm a speedrunner i know speedrunners and it, it's like a, a a nice niche and a nice jumping off point but i think a lot of those things apply to any area of your life you know comparing yourself to others that's not unique to speedrunners no that's not unique to streamers you know motivation i'm not feeling motivated that's not unique to speedrunners or streamers so. it's a, a team in quality which for sure just yeah. having the the bigger picture and it seems like you have a, a decent attention to mindfulness and stuff like that, which is definitely going to be healthy. 
yeah, I try. I try to work on it. I try to work on it. <laughs> Being mindful and stuff like that. Now, have you been listening or reading to anything that's kind of inspired you as far as everything goes? Yeah. So the biggest inspiration was a channel called Healthy Gamer. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. Uh, I think so. I've seen at least the thumbnails. I'm like, I should watch that later. Yeah. So it's a, it's a Twitch stream from a psychiatrist uh, who talks a lot about gaming addiction. And he tries to like, I, I, his is like the same idea but on a much broader spectrum because he's like a psychiatrist for like 10 years and stuff like that and so he's more into like the um but he tries to help met gamers and he does twitch streams about mental health and that was like a big inspiration um i think i think his is a bit more broad uh, a little bit like I, I noticed one of the things is like he'll talk about like he's talking about most about people who game and not people who like do this as like a living sometimes you know yeah. or like or doing this competitively he'll be like oh yeah like you're gaming too much you should focus on work and i'm like i'm sitting here like what if, what if my work is my game <laughs> <laughs> like like so i want to talk more about like like specifically competitive gamers and streamers like that's like what i think is like my target audience is people who who do this not necessarily as like a living sometimes as a living sometimes they want to make it a living sometimes this is just a large part of their life you know because you can't like if someone's streaming and they are having mental issues with their stream you can't just tell them like oh you should stop playing video games it's like that's not it's an interesting insight too because <laughs> i think uh especially as younger people are growing older you know streamer is like the new astronaut you know you wake up you're like i want to be ninja maybe yeah. not a well-aged example but same uh, concept no, they, they they ask kids and um the number one thing kids want to be when they grow up is youtuber but to see that's not all glitter and gold is, I think, important for sure. Yes, for sure. Um, and it's, uh, I think, I think there's a lot of like mental health things, and I think it's like not really well understood. Like, I, I've, I've talked to like a therapist, and like he didn't know what the fuck streaming was. <laughs> he? He's like a sixty-year-old yeah. guy who got his PhD like thirty years ago. <laughs> and I'm like, I told him I stream. He's like, what does that mean? I'm like, I play games online for people and they watch. And he's like, and how is cool, someone supposed to yeah, help with good, something they've yeah. never heard of? Like, yeah, so it's like, not making you happy. Have you tried just not doing it? Yeah, like, like <laughs> yeah. you don't know anything about it. And like, I don't want to be a therapist. I don't want to like diagnose people, mm -hmm. especially because I don't. I don't want to go to school. <laughs> I don't want to get a medical degree. Yeah, but I don't those... think you need to be a therapist to help people feel more fulfilled. Yeah, you know, because I think I think I mean, therapy is great if you're like you know de like depressed like have like medical diagnosis like if you need a medical diagnosis if you're like dealing with intense depression intense anxiety other issues like bipolar disorder schizophrenia like any of those like serious things but if you're just like a streamer who is feeling unfulfilled and not really getting to the places you want to be i want to be able to help you with that like that's like my end goal is to like be able to help people with that like i'm feeling unfulfilled and I don't know if like what I'm doing is right or I'm I'm getting into these toxic mindsets or I'm like beating myself up and I want to help them with. I I think what you, uh, you're doing is very important because I mean, everybody needs an outlet just to really. I mean, I think a lot of us can relate to and that's why I enjoyed the episode so much that you've already done. Like, you know what? This is kind of how I feel. And to know that you're not alone in this, because I think especially with yeah. like speedrunner Twitter and stuff like that, it's like, yeah, just don't compare yourself to others. Exactly what you were saying. 
It's like you're almost just pretending it doesn't exist. Yeah, and I, I don't think that's the right approach to it. I, I One of the things I've been really trying to learn and really understanding is like, our brains are dumb. <laughs> like our <laughs> brains, our brains do a lot of things that are unhealthy for us. Like comparing yourself to others. Like we tell people it's bad, and then people feel guilty for doing it. Like they compare themselves to others. You'll you'll compare yourself to someone else, and then you'll feel crappy because they're better than you. Mm-hmm. And then you'll feel crappy because you're comparing yourself to another person. And you're like, I'm not supposed to do this. That's a bad thing to do. I feel bad. Mm-hmm. And like. This is just like it's just a toxic pitfall of like spiraling downwards of feeling shame and then feeling ashamed that you're ashamed. And like one of the things I really want to do is like it's it's okay. Like it's okay that you compare yourself to others. You should learn how not to do it. You should learn how to do it healthily. But like you're not stupid for doing it. You're not dumb for doing it. You're not immature. You're not invalid. Like that's an understandable human response that we all struggle with. And I think when you dive into why people do these things, it's people don't usually fall into these traps for stupid reasons it's not like they wake up like how do i make myself more depressed yeah (laughs) (laughs) like there's there's something happening here and there's a reason it's happening and and when you i find when you when you're finding yourself falling into these toxic traps and then you you realize that you're more like you're more understanding to yourself and you're more sympathetic to yourself about why you're doing this and you're like okay this makes sense my brain is doing this specific pattern i think i really liked it when someone talked about being lazy they were like, I don't like to do things. And and I was watching that healthy game. Just vaguely and, put, I don't like to do things. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm keeping it because I don't remember the exact thing. But it's just like mm-hmm. a general idea. And, you know, uh, Dr. K, who's the guy on Healthy Gamer, he was saying like, of course your brain wants to pick the easiest option. Why wouldn't your brain want to pick the easiest option? Like that makes perfect sense. Of course you don't want to do these complex tasks you want to do the simplest thing and you're literally fighting against your brain's urge to make things as easy as possible and like i don't know when you like reframe something like i'm lazy to it's a struggle because my brain of course wants to do the easiest possible thing i don't know help me reframe it and help me feel more like sympathetic to myself of like, yeah there's there's something interesting about being able to reaffirm what the rational part of your brain knows but it's almost like you reject it so just yeah. hearing it from another perspective i guess i i found super helpful yeah that's 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 one thing i really want to help out with is 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 understanding that like the things the toxic things we do is is not you're not a bad person for falling into mm-hmm. bad mindsets <laughs> now from like that same similar realm do you find yourself to be competitive when you are actively running i've learned recently that i'm not Oh really? And I tried to be. That was one of the reasons. Like one of the first things I did was like talking to to Chip about like comparing yourself to others. I I thought you had to be competitive to be successful, mm-hmm. and so I tried to be like other people I saw who were successful. Oh, kind of emulating the behavior. Yeah, I tried to I tried to force myself to be this like competitive driven person who was like, yes, I need to beat this person. I need to beat this person. And it's just not me. I don't think I'm super directly competitive. I think I like it more when I'm um, just enjoying the game and trying to play the game and trying to get better because I think it's fun to get better at the game. You know, I, I, I like the, 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 my favorite part about speedrunning is just, uh, I, I, uh, any speedrunner knows this where you like, you do a trick and it's super easy and you hit it first try and you go, wow, three months ago, I was pissed because I couldn't hit that <laughs> at all. <laughs> 
and now it's easy and like that kind of like progression is really nice for me mm -hmm. and that's what motivates me is like when i'm like struggling with a trick i'm like i can't wait in like three months when this is easy <laughs> and then when it is i feel really proud of myself i love that there can be both you know like i i find that also to be true for myself but also i know i want this spot like it, yeah. because i do it in melee do it in speed running doing pretty much anything in my life i'm like I'll, i can be playing sorry and like i need to win <laughs> It's and just you know that part what? of your brain, and it's a good motivator at points people, for sure. It's it's great, and that's the thing. It's like people try to sometimes push their own. Like you should not be competitive. You shouldn't want number one. Some people that motivates them. Mm -hmm. Some people are competitive. Like I've heard a lot. Like oh, you shouldn't care about leaderboards. You shouldn't care about trying to like do that kind of stuff. It's like well, that's your perspective, and it might work for you, but mm -hmm. maybe you do get really motivated <laughs> by leaderboard spots. I want to be top ten. If that motivates you to grind, and then you feel great when you get it, then that's great. There's definitely a certain point. Style. Like competing against yourself is almost more important, though. I think it depends on the person. Depends on the situation. Depends. It's it's gray and a scale. It's not right. And nothing has to be black and white for sure. <laughs> yeah. Some people do get a lot of motivation from others. Some. But you do got no when to step off and pull back and not go too crazy on like trying to beat other people. So given the the games that you have run, uh, what is it that you have found yourself to be like, this is an aspect I like out of things. Like I know I'm a monkey. I just like going fast and uh, I like technical games for sure. I think I'm the same. I like the execution. And I, um, I could I, see that for sure. One of my favorite parts about Ocarina of Time, and one of the reasons I feel like it's so satisfying, is Ocarina of Time is a very, very consistent game. Um, if you don't know, in Ocarina of Time, if you roll forward, you will land on the same pixel every time. If you side hop to the left, side hop to the right, you'll land on the same pixel every time. And, and there's so many of these like exact setups that like you get into the groove of doing those setups, doing these movements that are like, precise and perfect that it's like so satisfying like you'll you'll enter a room and you know the inputs you need to press and then you press them all in the right order and you like do it all super quick and it's just like this nice execution challenge that's so satisfying i actually didn't know that i guess i just assume because large open world game that it wouldn't have those uh like perfect setups but i mean it makes sense right i i hate it's funny i hate glitched runs i hate doing glitched runs i love watching them they're great uh, but Any I hate glitch runs aren't real speed runs. <laughs> I, I love watching them, but I get so annoyed because it's it's usually in glitched runs. It's like, oh yeah, jump into this corner and like kind of like shift the control stick, and then you're like glitch through, and it's so annoying to me because like I'm sitting there, I'm like, why is it not working? I'm pissed. But Ocarina of Time, it's like, no, you drop the bomb, and on the fifth frame, the bomb flashes red. You roll. And then when you see this exact visual frame, you backflip and you will get the trick every time. Which, I mean, it's got to be super nice to actually have this consistency because I've definitely seen runs where it's like, yeah, I don't know, you just kind of wiggle it and pray and <laughs> sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. There are still issues with Ocarina. There are like a few tricks that sometimes just don't work. Mm -hmm. I have no idea why. <laughs> Not every single perfect trick is perfect. I'd say 90% of them have very consistent setups. So it's like 10% that are stupid. Um, also, like, one of the really common things in Ocarina of Time is like, oh, I paused a frame late. That's dead run. <laughs> yeah, that sucks. That super sucks. Uh, so, like, it's still hard. And, like, that's, like, but that's one thing I really like is that execution challenge and that, like, consistency in it. Like, it's mm -hmm. very clear what you're supposed to do. 
And we, we talked about it a bit with BK, but do you have any other games that you love to watch the run for, but you have no intention to ever pick up yourself? Sonic Adventure 2. Oh, yeah? That's my number one run. I love watching Sonic Adventure 2 runs, and no part of me wants to run it. <laughs> Man, some people, they, they love that game, and I guess I, I missed I, it I as a kid. The 3D oh. Sonics just have never done anything for me. I spent hundreds of hours in that as a kid. Like, I have a file with, like, 300, 400 hours on it. So, uh, hero story or dark story? I mean, hero story is more fun. It has more Sonic levels. And Eggman it's got that banger soundtrack. I know that much. <laughs> Everyone likes hero. hero well, I, I mean, honestly, when I watch runs, though, I really like watching 180 emblem runs. Oh, God, so long. I love those long collection runs. It's something True. so cool about someone who has to go through every single stage and get an air rank in all of it. Like, <laughs> I, I, I'm not going to sit there and watch the full nine-hour run, but I love, like clicking on and seeing someone getting a ranks in every stage it's so cool now i actually i just i always find this interesting just how small speedrunning can be do you know uh profit broken profit um i don't know him i've seen him in chats but i don't, I don't know them personally okay yeah it's just kind of interesting how it can all work out everybody seems to know someone one way or another and oh, i had him on this show is why i asked uh the only song adventure 2 runner i've ever like talked to is a uh, d trader I can't say I, I know too much about that scene. I I think the only reason I know anything about that game is because of profit, really. Ah, yeah, I've seen him in D Trader's chat. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but I'm not I'm not like super into the scene. I just lurk. I lurk in Talon stream. I lurk in D Trader's stream. I lurk in some other streams. <laughs> now, I guess opposite side of the the lurker perspective, is there any future game you're looking to maybe pick up? Anything on your horizons right now? I think as far as grinding games go. I think I'm sticking to Mario and Zelda and specifically the N64 ones. Um, I think, I think when it comes to like, this is a game I'm going to grind and play for a long time and really try to get like good at. I think those are really the only two that really give me that drive. And I like keeping it a little, because like the more games you run, the, you're not going to be as good at all of them. Right. So but as far as like, I still love to like run games randomly. I love to play Paper Mario. That's a super fun speed run. Um, it's so chill. Don't get good at that game. Because <laughs> the better you get, the more difficult runs you do, the more RNG it gets. But I, I do like the beginner glitchless route. And it's so comfy. It's chill. It's easy. There's no way your run's going to die to RNG. There's RNG in it, but you're not going to die to RNG. It's super nice, and I'll do other stuff. I'll, I'll probably run Banjo at some point. I did like a yeah, maybe soon. TM. No, not soon. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie. I won't lie to you guys. That's not anytime soon. Um, I'll probably like run other little games. I want to run Sonic Adventure with one of my friends, uh, Fleeting Azure. He's a friend of mine. He's like, I want to learn it. I'm like, okay, I'll learn it with you. Let's go. Who cares? Probably do it for like a week, if that. <laughs> yeah, I uh. I, I've thought the N64 games look very cool. I, I played a lot of, like, DK64 as a kid, so I looked into it, and man, that run's just so broken. I'm like, eh, maybe, maybe not that game. Yeah, speaking of broken, glitchy runs, DK64 is insane. Mm -hmm. Now, what about, have you ever looked at, like, the Switch titles, like an Odyssey or maybe Breath of the Wild or anything like that? So, yeah, I uh, Odyssey has motion controls, so... Oh, yeah, I'm not a fan either. <laughs> 
uh, I'm also rolling and rolling and rolling. And like, that seems like it would get awful after, oh. especially for consistency sake. I'm a big fan of consistency. I tried Breath of the Wild, but it has a lot of that, like, okay, so to clip into the shrine, you, like, aim at this section and then, like, mm-hmm. jump and fiddle around with the stick. And I got so tired of trying to clip into those shrines. I was like, screw this game. <laughs> I will say, I do want to learn the meme speedrun a little bit. Butter dog, dog with the butter on him. <laughs> Just because, I mean, it's, ugh, I love that dog. So meme the meme is so good. Uh, I find the the newer the game, the more inconsistent. Like, like I feel like newer games tend to have glitches, but they're really inconsistent. Like it's not like oh this wall is like Mario. There's like this one section HMC just doesn't have a ceiling. Oh yeah, yeah. Because there's just no ceiling. <laughs> they didn't think people were gonna be jumping over the wall. <laughs> yeah, and like that's what I love about these old N64 games is like they're broken, but they're broken in this really like. It's perfect way for speedrunning because it's like like now a lot of the clips are a lot there's not as much consistency in a lot of the glitches but i like the older games because it's just like there's there's no ceiling <laughs> as an experienced runner then do you recommend that people pick up the games that they used to love as a speed game or find something that something else it's so tough it's so tough. I think recommending speed games is really, really difficult because what makes a good speed run is not the same that makes a good casual game. Mm-hmm. I think there is definitely some merit in like, oh yeah, pick up some of your favorite games, but that's not necessarily true. <laughs> um, you can love a casual game for a ton of different reasons than you love a speed. Like Ocarina of Time. I love Ocarina of Time as a speed run. As a casual game, it's one of my last favorite Zelda games. It's old. It's not yeah. as good as the newer ones. I would pick you know, Twilight Princess over Ocarina of Time in a casual playthrough any day of the week. But in a speedrun sense, the reasons I love them in speedruns is completely different. Um, I, I, I think it's tough. You gotta, like, obviously do games you enjoy that you are interested in, you're, like, really interested in. Watch runs, see if they're kind of the stuff you kind of like. And you gotta, like, feel for it. Like, maybe you love doing glitches. Maybe you hate doing glitches. Maybe you are like a game with a lot of breaks. Maybe you hate cutscenes and want all action. I think it's, like, you can't know before you try. Mm-hmm. I've definitely found that sometimes learning a, a speed run for a game demystifies the game. Like I can never casually go play like a crash game again. Some like a Hollow Knight, I can't just like go and experience the bosses. I'm like, what's yeah. the optimal way to kill this guy? You know, it's yeah. Speed running Kingdom Hearts kind of killed some of my love. Oh, for that I bet. Game. Yeah, <laughs> made me a little sad. Every time I look back at Kingdom Hearts, I'm like, I want to play it, but oh. are you excited for four or? <laughs> okay thank you i'm glad i was gonna be like yeah you know it looks cool if you said yeah but really like the third game just kind of made me not care about the series having a new title again i like the story they don't even know what's going on the the gameplay I, wasn't as i, I don't want to get my whole kingdom hearts spiel but i i'm one of those people that's like after two everything's been kind of downhill mm-hmm. i like one i like two chain of memories is kind of fun everything else is pretty bad <laughs> <laughs> We'll see uh, how many times this one gets pushed back to. I won't. I won't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not paying attention. Now we are reaching somewhat close to our end, so I'm going to begin wrapping up. What mm-hmm. is one tip that you may have to potential new runners, uh, or that someone that might be caught in a rut? I mean, I, I think that like the best thing is like try try different things. Like I I love Mario, and the reason I started running Mario is because I went. I have no idea what I want to speedrun. I have totally aimless. I picked up Sunshine because I thought it'd be. I I did a poll 
from a ton of different games and my community picked sunshine and i did a week of sunshine runs and i was like wow this is super fun but i hate the flood i should really? try mario 64 well i hate the flood in a speed run again casual oh, speed run okay different. okay i hate it as a speed run sense i hate Mar- I, I don't like sunshine as a speed run game <laughs> um but i liked the stages where you just play as mario and i was like man if only there was a speed run game that you just play as mario <laughs> and you don't have the flood and then Wait i ended up a minute grinding mario 64 i i did i never wanted to run mario 64 before that i used to talk shit on it (laughs) i hate that game and then uh, i i just started running it you know going the less expectations you go in with the better and just try stuff i didn't go into mario 64 expecting myself to love it expecting to get invested in the community i did it because i was like i like sunshine let me try out mario and then i ended up grinding it seriously for like over a year so Actually, I found myself in the same boat. I'm like, man, Mario's kind of overrated. And all it took was like actually learning some of the things that people do. And like, oh, wait a minute. You just do this and this is how you actually gather speed. And it starts to just flow together so well. Because like, it's just clunky. It it seems very punishing. It's very punishing and very clunky. Those are Mm -hmm. true. (laughs) But uh, I mean, like every game. Yeah, I, I think go in with less expectations and try new things. Don't go into Mario expecting like it's the greatest speed game ever i want to do it or it's overrated and stupid don't don't go into a game expecting anything now i'm taking influence from the sadly on hiatus retired podcast overboost from pmc trilogy something that he liked to do and i'm hoping to incorporate it uh can you give me any question no matter how dumb for our next guest oh god uh i don't know who the next um I, I, Probably should have gave you some heads up. So if you don't have anything <laughs> right now, that's fine. Uh, I, I guess just ask them what's the uh, what is like the most frustrating trick in their speedrun. I guess I don't. Know. Okay, okay. It could have been like, what do you like on a sandwich? It don't matter to me. Just something. What what's uh what's like that one trick that people don't think is super difficult, but you hate. Ooh. And like, like every, everyone, everyone thinks it's super easy. Everyone's had that where people are like, it's free. It's super free. And then you just can't do it. <laughs> now, because obviously I don't have a question for you since you're the first of the season. What's your answer to that? Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, there's, there's this trick in a, a Zelda Ocarina of Time called Hessing. Super important. And, and it's a hard trick, but I feel like I have just struggled with it. Like, I've been playing for a while. I'm, I'm barely recently getting the hang of it. Like, it's hard, and people know it's hard, but I hear mm-hmm. people like, yeah, it's pretty tough. But like, it's not. Like, you'll get used to it. Actually, like, it took me forever to get used to it. <laughs> it is weird how some things, like, in a game will just click. You're like, I cannot do this. I cannot do this. I cannot do this. And then after a while, like, I think you were talking about a bit earlier. You're like, oh, yeah, I can. Do- this is free yeah, now. It just clicks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's clicking for me now. I'm starting to get it. But, man took me forever i just didn't i couldn't wrap my head around it <laughs> now i am definitely open to feedback and i'm sure you know comment section discord anywhere people be sure to let me know but is there anything you wish i would ask you um no i think i think you did actually a pretty pretty good job of uh of covering a lot of bases I mean, yeah. I, can't think of, I mean, I like talking about the speed games. Like, that's me personally. Like, if you ask me more questions about, like, specific speedrun stuff, I wouldn't mind talking about it. I love talking about Mario and Zelda. <laughs> I'll go on for hours, but, uh, yeah, I think you and did a pretty good job. Definitely. I feel like there's, you know, it's there's a lot of other talk shows that people, you know, talk about their speed game. And I, I like to give people a chance to talk about themselves because a lot of people, you know, you watch the streamer. 
they're caught up in the run they they have chat and it kind of takes away focus from them as a person so it's been interesting to get to know people on a deeper yeah. level like that i think you did a really good job well thank you and thank you again for joining me today so where can people find you uh twitch.tv slash nick v um it's spelled like it is in the title n-i-c-v uh i am doing uh i'm, I'm setting up i did those two interviews and those are kind of like my uh my, my like preliminary pilot interviews i was treating them as like test examples so pretty soon i'm going to start trying to do uh more interviews per week um i'm probably going to start doing runs again streaming up again soon uh i do have a youtube channel it's not fully set up yet but if uh you go to i, I um if you go to my stream you can link to it and stuff like that that's why i'm uploading the inter the full interviews um and uh but yeah, so uh, Twitch, Twitch is probably the best way to find me. Yeah, everybody, be sure drop a follow, give them some love. If you like the show, you know, drop drop a follow here. Uh, looking to do this once every couple weeks, and highly recommend for sure. Everybody, check out the Nick V interviews YouTube channel because they were very insightful. 